Hi everyone, my name is David Sneed. I'm a missionary in Lviv, Ukraine, which is a big city on the western side of the country. Today we're going to be talking to Byron Johnson. He and his wife Emily are missionaries in Zaporizhia, which is a city way on the eastern side of the country. So we're going to be talking about missionary life and you know ministry and all that kind of stuff during this time of COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, you know, all that kind of stuff. We want to be effective, faithful to our churches, faithful to our ministries during this time. So I really hope that this podcast, that this video will be a blessing to you guys. So thank you for watching or listening. Yeah, so how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Okay. I think this is a cool idea. This is awesome. Sweet. So, um... Oh, yes. Got to get the thumbnail for Facebook, for uh, YouTube. <laughs> I got my uh, homemade one going on today. Yeah, same here. Katya made mine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, now I got you on camera with your face mask on. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> did Emily make yours? She did. So that's that's been her that's been her project. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. So um, I already sent you the questions. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you're good to go there. I'm gonna say something really quick. I've got like a camera here and a camera over here. So okay. I'm gonna say something really quick into this camera and uh, it was like an intro to the video and then we'll just get started. Okay, cool. Hey guys, this is David Sneed. I'm a missionary in Lviv, Ukraine and we are talking to Byron Johnson today. How are you doing, Byron? Good, how are you doing? Doing well, doing really okay. well. So um, I wanna hear more about who you are and what you do. But before we get started with that, how can somebody find you online? Yeah, so I use Facebook and Instagram primarily. So my Facebook is Byron. You can just uh, Google or search Byron Johnson, or I think the URL is byron.johnson.56. Cool. I'll, I'll put a link in the, uh, in the description of the video. So. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, Byron A. Johnson. Awesome. It'd be, be great to connect with you guys. Yeah, and what's your church website over there? Uh, we use Facebook as well, so you can just type okay. in Calvary Chapel Zaporozhia. Okay. Very cool. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So tell me about uh, you, yourself, your family, your ministry. Yeah, so my wife and I, we moved on the mission field in 2012, and we've served in various cities throughout Ukraine, and we spent a season in Africa as well. Um, the last four years we've been here in Zaporozhia. I've been pastoring the Calvary Chapel here. And really, our, yeah, our ministry is primarily just with the church, um, focusing on discipleship and edifying the church and then, and then uh, equipping the saints to go out and evangelize. And Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's exciting. Like the last four years, learning a lot for sure. Like when we first moved on the mission field, we didn't uh, think the Lord was calling us to pastoral ministry. But mm -hmm. here we are. And it's just cool to see how, how the Lord continues to to equip us and to lead us and just show himself faithful on our behalf. So, Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So um, let's see uh, how, uh, like we met in Ternopil, I think, right? Were you guys? Yeah. How long were you guys over there? We, that was, we were there one year. And so mm -hmm. um, that was our first year on the mission field. So mm -hmm. back in probably 2012, 2013 when we met. Yeah, that makes that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we served there for a year, um, and then we were called to Donetsk. We wanted we felt called to plant a church there, mm -hmm. um, but then the the war in eastern Ukraine broke out, and we were forced to leave eventually. 
Um, and then through a number of events and just the Lord's leading, we ended up here in Zaporozhye. So really all over from east to west in Ukraine. Yeah, he, he leads sometimes in crazy ways, but I'm sure that right. time in Donetsk uh, probably prepared you guys for Zaporizhia, right? Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, learning, I think for me, really just learning to depend fully on the Lord and just mm. trust him moment by moment, day by day. Um, and it's interesting, even entering into this um, COVID-19 situation, just the situation in Donetsk, just uncertainties day to day and trying to figure out best ways to minister during the crisis. Um, and so like entering into this season, of course, it's different, but we're seeing similarities of how um, how the Lord used that time in Donetsk just to prepare us for what he wants us to do today in this season. Oh, for sure. And just for anybody that's uh, watching and doesn't know, uh, I serve in Western Ukraine. Uh, Byron and his wife, Emily, they serve in kind of Central Eastern, Central Eastern Ukraine, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I say Zaporizhia and he says Zaporozhia, or when I, when I say Donetsk and he says Donetsk, um, it's a language difference. So I primarily serve in Ukrainian. He primarily serves in Russian, right? If I'm, if I'm, yeah, yeah we are, we're all, yeah, mostly Russian here. We have some Ukrainian speakers in our church, but mm -hmm. um, we speak Russian, so. Yeah, so Ukrainian has a lot more I's in there, uh, in the names of their cities, and Russian has a lot more O's or yeah. A's. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's just a cool thing about Ukraine, dual-lingual yeah. dual -lingual country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Cool. So um, how has this situation, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 and everything else, how has that affected the way you guys do life and ministry and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think like, I, obviously it's changed everything practically. You know, we can't, oh, yeah. we can't meet in person. We can't, you know, just the, the, ordinary um, regular ministries that we have are all shut down right now and so um, it's forced us to just be creative and really strip back to i would say the basics of what the lord wants our church to do mm. so so in on one sense the the methods have been completely changed but the me the message and the principles you know they're, they're remaining the same yeah and so we're just continuing to faithfully do what we've always been called to do is teach the word and, and preach the gospel and but but now it's mostly online and mm -hmm. um just trying to be creative in that in that aspect yeah that almost so sounds for, like a positive thing to me like well, yeah i think anytime we're, we're forced to go back to okay what is the foundation um i think we should take advantage of that if that makes sense yeah i totally agree and so we're already seeing like a lot of healthy things coming from our church in this place where wow. we um, we have to, we, we're really becoming intentional about everything we're doing because we have to, you know, even as church members, they have to purpose to, to get online and stay in, engaged and connecting with people. And, and when we're just, you know, regularly meeting on the Sunday, for example, it's easy to pop into church and then that's kind of your weekly thing. But now, now we're seeing people like step up with initiative and, and intentionality. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you put as your, like, um, you're saying get, get back to the basics, get back to the foundation, get back to the core principles. Do you have a, a core principle or principles that you guys, like, this is your vision, your, you know, guiding, your prime directive to be a, you know, 
Yeah, track reference. So, yeah, like for our, so for our church, you know, our of course it's just teaching the word and staying faithful in the word as much as possible, and so, um, you know, we are we've decided just to continue our Bible studies and our preaching as normal, just on the online format, and so. And we really believe that, you know, God's, when God's word goes forth, it won't return void. And so if we're just faithfully continuing to feed people the word and stay in, in unity together, surrounding, like founded on the word of God, um, that's, that's the principle that the Lord yeah. is, would, would bless and, and strengthen his church in. Amen. One of the big things that we're discussing with uh, several pastors here in Lviv, I'm, I'm part of a couple of different uh, groups one is like an interdenominational thing one is a local baptist thing and then you know i also talk with the calvary guys around mm-hmm. ukraine but uh um one of the things that we're a lot of pastors are struggling with is how to do communion and so that's a an interesting question how do you guys do communion like do yeah. you guys do it the first Sunday of the month the last Sunday of the month and how have you changed since mm-hmm. uh the epidemic started yeah so, so we're like everyone, we're just, we're on the fly. We're, I think we're three weeks into this now. So we're week by week, we're trying to figure out what we're doing. Um, so this past Sunday, we take communion first Sunday of every month. So this past Sunday was our first communion Sunday. And um, what we did was we would just connect, we connected with all the church members, making sure that they knew we were going to do communion and they had to um, buy in advance the elements. And, um, and then through the, through the online service, we, we led communion and um this time around we i we were doing we were doing the uh video and we felt like i don't know i just felt kind of strange just taking communion in front of a screen so so we did um our thought this time was that i explained what communion was we walked through that and then we just went into some some pre-recorded worship and gave the families and the people at home the opportunity to pray um, and take it as the lord led so mm-hmm. that's what we did this week, um, and we're praying about what to do next time. But. Have you guys gotten any feedback on that? Like, that'd be a really cool thing, an interesting, you know, thing to, to hear uh, how that went individually for families and, and uh, what they thought about it afterwards. Yeah, we've heard a couple, a couple of people talk about it. Like, for the people with, with families and with kids especially, believe, yeah. if their kids are believers, I think it was a really special time where the parents Sweet. could really just, just lead them in that. Um, the difficulty was for um, singles in our church or mm. people who, uh, the, if they're the only believer in the family, they really felt that, that isolation. So, yeah. you know, a plus and a minus there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. One of the things that uh, the, this might be helpful for you guys, uh, helpful for you guys, or, or might not be, I don't know, but one of the things that one of the churches uh, here does is they do most of their church services on zoom uh, mm-hmm. not on on Facebook live or YouTube live or whatever they 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 uh, they can you know go live from zoom yeah. but uh, all of the church members actually are connected to a zoom room or something like that and so mm-hmm. what, what they did with communion was they uh, did uh, they took it sync how do you say that in English synchronizedly yeah. how, do you, how do you say that they were synchronized <laughs> yes thank you okay i've been here for 10 years so yeah. i do forget words yeah i understand yeah um 
so yeah, so they're you know they're in Zoom. The the main speaker person, whatever, they have the elements in front of them, and everybody's watching, and everybody's like, you can actually say something if you want to, and that's cool. You know, so there's more of a a sense of well, the word behind communion, you know, this koinonia yeah. where you know you're with someone else, kind of. So mm-hmm. maybe that might be a cool thing. To yeah, try. that's a cool. Yeah, that's a cool idea, and that's what I've been feeling the last couple of weeks because we've been doing like the the streaming services and there's that just that disconnect with uh, contact it just doesn't feel like fellowship so yeah yeah zoom is zoom is great for that and we need to pray for them uh heard something about a hack a week ago and then Uh like you know overloaded servers and stuff like that so praise the lord we haven't had a problem yet but yeah yeah you know they're they're on the front lines for us as churches and they have no idea that i think (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, God's good though. Mm-hmm. So, um, what has been like challenging for you or for your family? Um, is there anything here that you could say like this is hard about this situation? Yeah, man. I think I think so. Personally, for my wife and I, it's really the. I think everyone's experiencing this, but it's just the uncertainties of, you know, what's tomorrow going to bring? What does next week look like? What does next month look like? And I think at least for missionaries, I believe that that might be intensified a little bit because we already, most of us live month to month on support and, 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 you know, and so now we have this kind of this extra layer of just, yeah. um, this battle and these attacks of these, like, you know, what's going to happen and, you know, trusting in your flesh or trusting in the Lord. So yeah. learning just to, I think it's, it's, it's good, but it's also been a struggle just, just learning day by day that, Hey, the battle belongs to the Lord, learning to just abide in him moment by moment and even take captive those thoughts of, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. And, and so for us personally, um, my wife is a type one diabetic. And so we mm-hmm. have those concerns of, you know, medical supplies and insulin. Um, we've been, uh, we, we searched all the pharmacies here in Zaporozhye and like mm-hmm. there's, there's no insulin at all. So oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We found some in a different city mm-hmm. um, and, and we have enough for, you know, a couple months now, which is great. But just okay. like that, just like that pressure of like, man, what, what happens if, if supplies run out? Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you can't find it, we might be able to find it here in Lviv, like, or yeah. if you have friends in Kiev, I'm sure they're, mm-hmm, Kiev mm-hmm. is like, you know, but um, yeah, Lviv is also a big city and you might be able yeah. to find it here. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, you guys found it and that you yeah, stocked sure. up. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you know, just kind of those day-to-day things are difficult. And I, I know everyone is facing financial problems and things like that. Um, and for ministry, for ministry, it's just those... I think for me personally, it's like those kind of those, those attacks of doubt or feeling useless or ineffective. And, you know, as you're doing ministry, we're used to being out evangelizing and meeting people. And, and now here we are just doing everything online and, you, and it's harder to see any tangible fruit. Yeah. So there's those, those attacks of just doubt um, and ineffectiveness. Which, yeah. which um, we just have to be careful with that we're learning to just submit to the Lord and, and trust him. 
Yeah, for sure. I th I think I know exactly what you mean that, that like, you know, you want to be out meeting with people, you want to be out counseling with people, you want to be out witnessing. And I even have like, I just got my taxes done and I even have a separate category for meetings, you know, and I spend like just as much on that category as probably anything else. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. getting coffee with people or going out and some meeting with pastors or, you know, like whatever, like, uh, it's a, it's a big part of what, it, what we do. So how yeah. have you like been able to, um, have you been able to supplement that with online, like uh, still like uh, being intentional to make those connections online? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and we have um, definitely um, just through, you know, Zoom or Skype calls, just definitely more intentional with trying to connect people, knowing that I'm not going to see them on Sunday or at Bible study. Like really yeah. have to make that effort to to call them and connect with them. And so for me as a pastor, like that's been... Uh, maybe even a little bit of a rebuke to me, like realizing, mm -hmm. hey, I'm not calling, I'm not calling the members as, as, as I should maybe, or trying to connect with them on a personal level. And so that's been positive in my life, just kind of the Lord refining that and, and um, growing me in that area, of making sure I'm reaching out and um, at least a phone call, you know, or, or a Skype call um, can, can go a long way right now. Praise the so, Lord. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So you talked about still, the positive side, like, uh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. You go ahead. So you, you said the like the positive side is how, how God's like teaching you and showing you how to be basically a better pastor through this situation, right? right. Are there mm -hmm. other new opportunities or the positive side uh, for the situation for you? Are you living like the introvert's dream? Are you an introverted where you're like, yes, I finally get to stay at home or, you know, like. <laughs> so I, yeah, I am. I would consider myself an introvert for sure. Yeah. So so like being at home isn't so much of a struggle and like just just me and my wife we get like a lot of time together and that's been a blessing just Sweet. just hanging out so um on that side it's it's a blessing but also you go stir crazy and, and you 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 know we're designed to work and be active and sometimes you just feel you know that frustration like um we're busy online but sometimes it just doesn't yeah <laughs> um, yeah you guys but, should but, uh get a dog <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain that later. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, but I was talking just about like positive things for our church. We've been um, really trying to um, help the people in our church um, find, find ways to evangelize through mm. this. And so um, I've just recently, just yesterday, I challenged them to to um, create personal testimony videos of themselves and post them, post them all throughout their Facebook and their all their social media, and so that they would be that they would be putting themselves out there because most of our stuff online is just going through our church's accounts. And yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm just like, hey, what if what if you guys are putting your content on your pages, and now we have a great opportunity to reach our unbelieving friends and uh, family members. And so I'm really trying to push our church to be to be active and not that not that i'm the only one trying to put content out there but, mm -hmm. but um but the church is seeking creative ways as well so i think that's positive and we've seen growth and people taking big steps of faith even even just online awesome awesome yeah. that is great to hear man i uh i preached a sermon uh, a couple weeks ago it was the last uh sermon in a series on the the uh the messages, the, the sermons and acts, it's called, we call mm -hmm. it Propovidi Apostoli, like the sermons of the apostles. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
there at the end uh, in chapter 28, Paul is basically in quarantine. He's on yeah. house arrest, you know, and, and there he's writing letters. He's calling people to meetings. He's, you know, like getting people to come to his house, almost like Zoom. You know, yeah. and uh, he's taking advantage of the opportunities that he has, and the, even the new opportunities that he has. So I think it's for sure something that we need to we need to look out for. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how can we pray for you guys? Um, yeah, pray for pray for us personally. So for for my wife's just you know medical needs, mm -hmm. um, that's a con continual prayer need. Um, yeah. We're actually in the process of adoption as well. We're adopting oh. children from Bulgaria, and so we we need prayer for that. It's yeah. been a long it's been a long long process, you know. Um, and now with this this whole situation, things are delayed even further. Oh but, yeah, for sure. Um, just be praying for for our future children. We don't know who they are yet, but we don't know if they're alive yet even. So oh, just gosh. pray that the Lord would you know protect whoever they are and mm -hmm. that he would continue to work in that situation. It's just kind of a long waiting, a mm -hmm. long waiting season. And um, we're anxious, anxious to see what God will do in that. How did that work out with the Bulgaria? Yeah, it's a um, crazy story. So we, we, a lot of our ministry has been with orphans here in Zaporozhye. And mm -hmm. um, we've always done various different types of outreaches and, um, Currently, before before quarantine and everything, we are serving at a baby orphanage here, mm. um, and through just through different um, people that God has brought into our lives, He put on our heart adoption, and we became aware of this one baby girl who was born and abandoned here in Zaporozhye, and we pursued we pursued her for probably around six months trying to adopt her. And it, when we came to a point where as Americans, we just couldn't legally adopt her. There mm -hmm. was some, they, you know, the children here for foreigners to adopt, they have to have some certain um, disability or health problem and she was, you know, too healthy for us to adopt. And mm -hmm. so that was, that was a heartbreak. And then we had to just um, let that go. Um, but the Lord used that situation just to kind of move us forward in adoption. And we were, we were already like pretty deep into the process with an agency and doing home studies. And um, after the door kind of closed on this baby girl in Ukraine, um, our agency recommended, hey, what you, why don't you try Bulgaria? They're a little more open and, and things can move along a little quicker through okay. Bulgaria. So we switched to Bulgaria and... Um, just waiting, just waiting on that now. So yeah, it's been a, yeah. it's been cool to see how God has led us along that. But. Wow, dude, that's crazy, man. That's that's a blessing to hear. Um, my uh, my pastor here, he has two adopted kids and and three more foster kids, and cool. uh, you know it's something that we've we've thought about, but the, it never you know felt like the green light was there from from right. the Lord. But mm -hmm. I, I will definitely pray for for you know that whole process i'm sure i'm sure that'll all get back to you know start it up again once this whole thing blows over yeah for yeah. sure and it's definitely in the lord's timing for sure and yeah but yeah. thank you for praying yeah for sure for sure you guys also can just be praying for our church just mm -hmm. calvary is just be praying for us to grow and continue 
to find ways to have unity and fellowship and mm -hmm. uh, creative ways to reach our community. Okay. Is there any uh, like life hacks for either life or ministry that you would like to share as like a last thing? Yeah. So, you know, our, Emily and I are not huge techies in our church. You know, yeah. we don't, we're, we're on a tight budget. So we never, we didn't have anything really. And so we're really learning everything on the fly, like what, what we need to be doing. And one thing is that um, I preach through an interpreter. So that's been one challenge for us is um, translating online through, through the interpreter. Mm -hmm. So we've had, we've had audio problems. That's been our major, uh, biggest problem. Uh -huh. The person on the other side, usually having, you know, weak internet or not the right microphone or things like that. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is um, just double check, like making sure we each have two things set up to record audio right now on their end and on, on, on my end. Um, so that we just ensure that there's good quality. So like right now for the sermons, at least, it's the reason why we've decided to pre-record just to make sure that the translation and the audio is good quality. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know if people listening in would, would have that problem. It's kind of a unique problem with a translator. Um, but just, I don't think that's a unique problem, for, at least for missionaries, you know, like that's, that's true. Mm -hmm. Most missionaries here uh, preach through a translator, at least, at least among yeah. my friends. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. We've we've tried all sorts of. We just try new new experiments every time. We try and over Zoom, um, and, and the major the biggest problem for us would be just the internet connection. Um, trying to get good audio and good video quality at the same time. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's kind of like the hack that we're working on right now is just making sure that there's uh, multiple ways to be recording to make sure we get that good quality. That makes sense. That's a good one. That's a, mm -hmm. to have like two things recording at the same time is what you mean, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. at the, so yeah. Like, for example, like we, I just did some recording yesterday and the translator, she recorded like just on her voice memo phone um, through, through her earbuds and that audio actually worked better than the audio that was coming through zoom. So um, that's what we're doing. Oh. Trying, to, trying to, trying to make it work. But we found out, like, you know, just being on a budget, the Lord is, the Lord is showing us creative ways. You know, we have a MacBook, so we're using, learning just how to use all the free stuff that we already have, like GarageBand or iMovies. We're even using pages just to design graphics and things like that. And so, you know, simple, simple things um, that really without, without many skills, you can still kind of produce pretty good quality. Yeah, yeah. There's a good life hack. Look for the free stuff. Right. You know? <laughs> we definitely need the free stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, one thing that a lot of people don't uh, realize is like, um, I used to do all the graphics for another church, not the church that I'm in now, but a, mm -hmm. a church called New Horizons in, in Lviv for mm -hmm. those that don't know me, for those that are watching or whatever. Uh, um, and uh, I used to do all of my Photoshop stuff in a, in a program called GIMP. And it's free and it's very powerful. It's not as powerful as Photoshop, but it is extremely powerful. And then I did all, a lot of my design stuff in a program called Inkscape, which is a lot like Illustrator. And Inkscape, uh, there are some aspects of Inkscape that I still to this day like more than Adobe Illustrator. So, I mean, you don't have to download pirated 
you know, yeah. software or, you know, you don't have to break the law to achieve high quality. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Look for the free, free stuff. Free stuff is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open source, man. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love those uh, GarageBand and iMovie and they're also, yeah. especially if you're not real techie, it's so easy to get into those. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that as the last thing I just thought of. So because we pre-record our messages, at least, um, I still wanted to have that aspect of, of a live stream mm -hmm. um, so that we could gather at one time and still kind of have that sense of community and, and, you know, have live chat going on. And so we used, um, you had to, I had to pay for a subscription, but it's called onestream.live. And I can just upload pre-recorded videos on that and schedule live streams onto um, Facebook and YouTube and, think, and even Instagram. And so that's been cool to be able to, to like schedule those, yeah, those pre-recorded videos. So if, if you guys are doing, anyone's doing those, I think onestream.live, I think there's a bunch of different types of websites you can use that for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, can works, actually, works really well. you can actually, uh, I figured this out the other day. Um, if you guys wanted to have like a Zoom meeting aspect of it where people mm -hmm. are able to talk uh, mm -hmm. live uh, or, or share prayer requests or have a meeting, but also have the live stream aspect of it, you can actually stream from Zoom. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And you can have a pre-recorded message, share mm -hmm. your screen. I can, I, we can talk about this later, but, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, so if you wanted to know the te technical aspects of it, but what you would do is you would record your message like on Friday or Saturday, you know, mm -hmm. have it on your computer. Everybody gets into the zoom room, turn on Facebook live or YouTube live, mm -hmm. turn on the, the sermon, share your screen. You watch the sermon, then you turn off Facebook live and then you could all discuss it or you could have mm -hmm. communion or you could have a worship song or, you know, and, and it has that communal, you know, That's awesome. Yeah, so I love Zoom. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I wanted to ask. So, do you do you guys have anyone in your church who like doesn't use internet or yes, and yes. or they don't have Zoom? So, how are how are you guys reaching those type of people? So, the, those folks are generally you know um, sixty or seventy plus, right? In our church, and. Uh, Obviously, with their age, um, we want to be very careful with uh, visitation or you know right. those kind of things because you can uh, a hug could kill them. Yeah, you know, and it's it's the truth. Uh, and so we're trying to have that atmosphere of okay, take this seriously, be careful with them. But on the other side, uh, there there's a way like okay for communion. Well, one of the ideas I have, we, we still haven't taken communion since the quarantine, mm -hmm. but one of the ideas I had is uh, if they either have the elements themselves or if we could somehow get them the elements but have them sanitized, right. uh, then uh, you could do communion over the phone. Because mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. can use a phone here, regardless of right. your eight or 80, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then using like, th thinking back to, okay, what is the technology that is available to them? So a telephone. You know, uh, they could listen to a sermon over the telephone. Yeah. You know, uh, got to make sure that you have like, you know, the right cell phone operator going from one to the other or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I haven't, we haven't implemented these things, but those are the ideas that we have. And we're tr still trying to stay, to stay in contact with them, like over the phone, but, yeah. like making sure that they have groceries. We've been like sending, um, delivering groceries to them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd say that's, I think, 
for every pastor. That's a big concern just for the people who don't, who aren't online. So yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's cool then I saw, I saw a post on uh, Facebook. I, this might be more relevant for America than, than here, but uh, there, uh, there was a guy that was saying, you know, like um, this is forcing older people to use technology. Yeah. And a lot of them are doing very well with it. So I don't want to underestimate anybody, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my mother-in-law here, um, uh, I call her mom. So it's almost weird to call her mother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she, she's online all the time. She's got zoom figured out. She's, you know, cool. she's, and she's, uh, I'm not going to say her age. <laughs> she's older than I am. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to underestimate those people because Yeah, they, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they there are not everybody, but there's quite a few probably that could figure this stuff out if if there was just if we were courageous enough to and patient enough to explain it to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you guys have That's a lot of cool. older folks in your church? Oh, uh, we don't have a lot, but we have a number uh-huh. mm-hmm. who just yeah. I've been calling them and checking in, but they, awesome. you know, we, I think of one guy in our church who doesn't even have a computer or oh, wow, yeah. so, so just like, and all we can do is call him and check in. So like, but I think that's a cool idea. Even leading communion over phone. I didn't think of that at all. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, shout out to the Baptist pastors in Lviv for that one. They, that was so, their idea. So that's cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, Thanks a lot for your time, man. I'm not going to take any more of it, but uh, can I pray for you while we're still on here? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Good deal. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for Byron and Emily. I pray that you bless them in their ministry. Um, please help Emily with her medical needs. Uh, they would ca- always be able to get a hold of insulin for them. Uh, that They would always have the, the right other medications that maybe they need. Uh, pray for this process of adoption, uh, the little child from Bulgaria that she would um lead that you would guide and should help them be patient and that as soon as this quarantine stuff uh clears up they would be able to pick right back up uh and and go through with that i pray also for the church there covers up lord uh i pray that it would grow during this time deeper and wider that that uh, more and more people would be able to uh hear the your word hear about your gospel and get saved uh grow deeper in their understanding of you and your word and uh that we would all get closer to you through this time mm-hmm. in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. God bless. Say hey to yeah. Emily for us. All right. Well, I'll do. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone. Thank you guys again so much for watching, for listening. If you're on the podcast and uh, want to give a big shout out to Byron. Uh, you did great, man. Um, it was great talking to you and great uh, connecting again after such a long time. One of the things that Byron talked about that I forgot to uh, kind of dig into uh, was preaching with a translator. So I know that Byron is conversational with Russian, and we actually are talking right now on Facebook, and I sent him a link to the book that I wrote about this, like taking your conversational level of a second language and learning how to speak publicly in it. I wrote a book called Public Speaking in a Second Language. Uh, There will be a link below. Uh, If you guys want to check that out, it'll be a blessing to me, and I really hope it'll be a blessing to you if that's something that you maybe struggle with or would like to get better at. So God bless you guys, and thanks again.